profit taking. And that means people start to sell their asset because they realize they've ridden this big wave and then the bubble starts to burst, right? So in the GameStop AMC craze, they were able to hold the value actually for a decent amount of time. And I thought it was pretty crazy how they kept the price elevated. But eventually people ended up selling, people got scared and the price went crashing down. And then that brings us to the fifth stage of bubbles, which is panic. Then everyone is losing their mind and they're watching all their wealth just evaporate. So how do you avoid the bubble? First one, don't FOMO. Don't get caught into the thought like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm gonna miss the train. Because what happens is generally when you do that, right when you FOMO in, the price starts going the other way. Ladies and gents, welcome into the Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, alongside my pals, Sergio Patterson, career advisor extraordinaire. What is up? And the best attorney that Silicon Valley has to offer, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? For tonight's episode, we're going to talk about how to spot and avoid financial bubbles. So what is a financial bubble? They're often referred to as a speculative bubble, and it's where an asset's price is greatly overvalued and exceeds its intrinsic value. So recent memory, we've had a couple crypto bubbles, 2018, 2022. We've had bubbles in housing, the famous 2008 financial crisis. Also, we've had the tech bubble. That happened in the early 2000s where tech companies were way overvalued and then they plummeted. So, gents, in terms of bubbles, we'll do a little quiz here. The 2008 financial crisis or the bubble, what started that? So we, so it's the ring the bell or something if we want to ring, answer. Ring the bell. <laughs> Whoever wants to chime in first. I think I have an idea. All right. Which, I, which I, I know. It's something to do with the... the shitty home loans that were going out that all went upside down yeah there was no standards they were just giving money out and the loans were adjustable all right i'll i think it's a tie right there both very good answers student observations well done gents so specifically they came from the mortgage-backed securities during that time the mortgage-backed securities started to be known as like a fantastic investment and since they were backed by the homes, the banks always thought that if we repossess people's homes that can't pay, we have an asset on our balance sheet. But it specifically happened from the mortgage-backed securities. But yes, there was lax lending standards, there was fraud, all that other stuff, but specifically from the mortgage-backed securities. But those are both acceptable answers. So how do bubbles start? Generally, bubbles start with either a new technology, a new product, or a new economic policy. And so you can see that with... let's. Going back to the original examples, crypto, right? That's a new technology. People are excited about it. People start FOMOing over it. A new product. So that can go back to the tech industry. Back in the dot-coms, they had all these companies IPOing, and they all were coming out with new products that were based off the web, and people FOMOed into that. And then economic policies, you could say something like the housing crisis, could have been fueled by economic policies where everyone had to have a home, right? And you didn't need to have good underwriting. So those are some of the things that start bubbles. Uh, 
Let's talk about some of the key components of a bubble. Asset prices are driven up by irrational exuberance. So you guys, have you guys noticed that recently? And I guess we both, we all follow what's going on in the crypto market, but did you guys notice anything yeah. that was like, wow, this is just getting out of control? I mean, I think during COVID, if you think back, Zoom's evaluation was out of control. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. A lot of companies like Zoom, Tesla went out of control. A lot mm -hmm. of companies came crashing down to earth. Facebook, a lot of them. What about NFTs? NFTs, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There was that craze also in 2020 and 2021. NFTs were going crazy. Another thing is speculation, right? There's always a belief that you're going to be able to sell that asset for a higher price. Also, government regulations, maybe not where they should be. So going back to the, the housing market, government regulations were pretty lax. As we've seen in 2018 and 2022, crypto market, there's a lot that needs to be done in terms of regulation. It's not where it needs to be. And we just recently had the collapse of FTX. So these are all things that we look for when we're looking for a potential bubble. But let's talk about the stages of a bubble. So the first stage is what we call displacement. So displacement occurs when investors get enamored by something that's a new technology or it could be something like interest rates are really low and then it starts something that's new and exciting. The next part is the boom. So prices rise slowly at first following the displacement, but then they gain momentum and then more and more participants enter the market setting the stage for the boom phase. So going back to the boom of the crypto market, when did you notice that that really started to take off? Wasn't it early 2021? That was when things really started to get going. I think like early 2021, also probably 2018 maybe, as maybe. well. Oh yeah, yeah, 20, yeah 2018 or 2017, 2018. That's when like late 2017, early 2018. That's when like, I got a bunch of hype. Yeah, and then Ethereum went up to around 4,000. And Bitcoin, where did it top out at? I think it was like around 68. I think it was yeah, so those are, those are crazy. Crazy jumps in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Exactly, right? And so that's one of the other things we look for when you're looking at a bubble, that this a crazy price. Another thing that comes to mind right now, everything that we've experienced in housing prices. We haven't seen the prices drop significantly, but that short boom we're looking at the prices how they've just gone off the charts from covid to now that would also be an example of a boom because you have prices skyrocketing in a short amount of time the third phase is euphoria so this is the phase where caution is thrown to the wind because everyone's looking like they they were fomoing they think that they're going to miss out so we saw in i believe housing we've we've seen this over the last couple of years because the low interest rates and everyone's scared they're going to get priced out. I think we've talked about that on past podcasts that if you don't get in now, you're never going to get in, right? That's a thought that a lot of people have. It's not really rational. You, you think like assets don't just always go up. There's a point where they turn the other way. Uh, the next phase is profit tanking. So in this phase, some of the smart money starts to head for the door. They sell the asset to take their profits. And then this is when the bubble starts to burst, right? People start to leave. They figure that they've made their money. Oh, the other boom that we didn't talk about, Sergio's investment in AMC and oh, GameStop. 
should have put yes. more money in that. That was a great example of the stages of the bubble, right? You had the displacement, you had the boom, you had the euphoria. And then on the Wall Street bets, people were saying, don't sell. Everyone just keep buying, keep buying. And you know, there was this wave of people that just were like, just, just don't sell, just don't sell. But so the fourth stage is profit taking. And that means people start to sell their asset because they realize they've ridden this big wave and then the bubble starts to burst, right? So in the GameStop AMC craze, they were able to hold the value actually for a decent amount of time. And I thought it was pretty crazy how they kept that price elevated. But eventually, people ended up selling, people got scared, and the price went crashing down. And then that brings us to the fifth stage of bubbles, which is panic. Then everyone is losing their mind and they're watching all their wealth just evaporate. So how do you avoid the bubbles, right? First one, don't FOMO. Don't get caught into the, the thought like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss the train. Because what happens is generally when you do that, right when you FOMO in, the price starts going the other way. Make sure you diversify with every asset class that you get into. Make sure there's a layer of diversification. Don't put all your money in one single thing, even with a speculative asset like crypto. If that's your thing, I'm not, I'm not condoning it. It's not for everybody. But make sure you don't just have one asset class, Bitcoin, or just all Ethereum. That asset, that space is so speculative that no one knows what's going to survive, right? So have some sort of diversification, have multiple positions. Know the value of what you're buying and what's supporting the value. What we saw in the crypto market was a lot of valuations skyrocketed without any support for the valuations. Right. So in the regular stock space, it's easier to look at those things. But in crypto, it was just all about FOMOing, popularity. So make sure if you're getting in that space, be able to gauge the value and then have a long term investment strategy. Right. With whatever you're doing, like we've talked about before in this podcast, if you're going to buy an asset and you're in and out in a short amount of time frame, that's not investing. That's gambling. It is difficult though with the craze. Like I remember when the crypto thing was happening, like Dogecoin and GameStop, all that. Sh I feel like all that stuff was happening at the same time. Is that pretty normal where it's just all, regardless of asset class, it's all happening at the same time. I feel like the GameStop, AMC, and then even the crypto stuff was all together. There was this like TikTok or Instagram boom of buy this, buy that. It's really hard to avoid it to be honest. I think that you have these periods where all the facets of what we're talking about come together and lead to these bubbles. But I also think during last, what was it, last spring, right when they, before the Fed was about to raise their rates, there was an influx of everyone that was trying to buy a home, right? And housing prices were spiking and we all had those same thoughts of, all right, I'm going to miss out. Even Serge, you even mentioned, oh, if I don't buy now, am I going to miss out on getting the this home because everything just gets more and more expensive because things were rising at such a crazy rate. Yep. You felt like, all right, I'll never ever be able to go get a home because everything's just going to go to the moon right now. I think that and other asset classes as well besides the homes. But I think there's little bits and periods where you feel like the craziness. Yes, AMC, Dogecoin, they seem to all happen at the same time because they were being elevated by Wall Street bets. But I think it just depends on what's going on at that point in time. Most of the time when the market is good, like everything is, 
Like, is there ever a time where like the stock market is good and crypto's not good? Stock is good, then crypto's likely good. No, they're pretty related, I think, for the most part. Both the, kind of speculative yeah. assets like that, right? At this point, the crypto market seems to be following stocks. So if stocks do well, crypto does really well because there's just more money there and it, it seems to trickle into the space. The thought is down the road, they might be inver- acting inversely of each other. So maybe the market tanks and crypto does well, but that's going to happen once if crypto stays around and becomes a mature asset class, it might behave that way. But right now they're both dependent on each other. So just to recap things you can learn, always invest in quality with whatever investment you're getting into. Yes, you might get roped into the housing bubble or the crypto bubble or whatever bubble it is. That's why it's important to always focus on the quality of the assets that you're buying, right? Because you might be getting into the asset at the worst time possible. And you have to remember that is a-okay as long as you have the idea that you're going to hold on to this for a long time. And that makes you an investor rather than a gambler. Diversify, hold multiple positions if you can. Make sure you avoid debt in the process if you're going to get into any investment. It makes it easier when you're not holding a bunch of debt. Measure your success by the length of time in the space. If you're in there for a long period of time, you're generally going to have better success. So going back to what's happened in the crypto space, people that have got in the last few years have been just decimated. But if you've been in for five or six years and you've held quality, you probably haven't done that bad. You've probably done quite well. And remember, lastly, learn from it, right? Always learn as an investor. You're going to make mistakes along the way. But just make sure you learn from your mistakes. That's all I got. All right, guys, you've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party sourced information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McGorry do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.